0: My name is Janine Whitfield, and I'm born and raised in Detroit, but I was born on the west side of Detroit and uh, really just climbing the corporate ladder within the banking world. And I was procrastinating one day going back to work because I had bad news for my clients. And instead of taking my normal route, I decided to drive through this area on the east side of Detroit. I tried to take a turn down a street called Benson, and a car was on my tail and literally forced me to turn down Heidelberg Street on a hot June afternoon uh, in 1993. And so I'm rolling down the street and my mouth just drops open, I can't believe it. I'm looking at this crazy, wild place I crack my window and I say, unbeknownst to me, uh, to the artist Tyree Guyton, I literally said, what in the hell is all of this? And he said to me, he says, well, why don't you get out and check it out?
1: It's kind of like a metaphysical experience, supernatural, it's, it's philosophical, it's all of that.
2: Abby Peralt, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're heading to East Detroit to experience the Heidelberg Project. We'll meet the artist who transformed this largely abandoned street into an immersive living museum, which grew into something even bigger. After this, Along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at travelwyoming.com.
1: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is hard.
2: I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan.
1: Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And so you drive it down the street. You turn onto Heidelberg Street. And all of a sudden, you see these trees up and down the block. And all of the trees, they have clocks mounted to them, different sizes, very colorful. And that's my way of saying to the world, you are driving in this timetable, this tunnel.
2: Whether you're driving or walking, you get the sense you're moving through a different reality on Heidelberg Street. The two-block area in the McDougal Hunt neighborhood has a kind of dreamlike quality to it. It's this larger-than-life landscape of mixed media art, where entire houses, cars, and trees are these living, ever-evolving installations. Portraits of grinning faces lie in the street, and polka dots are painted on houses, hovering like full moons of color and spilling onto the road itself. Today, the massive art environment brings in more than 200,000 visitors from all over the world each year, and adds upwards of $3 million annually to the local economy. But it all started 35 years ago, with the artist—
1: The first name is Tyree Guyton. I've been on this planet for 65 years now, and two plus two equals eight for me. It's imperative for you to know who you are. And once you know who you are, then you can make it up for you.
2: Tyree Guyton grew up on Heidelberg Street in a home his great-grandparents bought in the 1940s.
1: As a kid, I remember a thriving community, neighborhood, city. So it was a beautiful place. I was part of that beauty growing up as a kid and knew at the age of five that I was going to do something interesting one day. My hand, this one, felt like it was on fire as a kid. It was something about the colors and the smell of the paint that had my attention.
2: All the while, the neighborhood and the city of Detroit was changing. Police brutality, housing discrimination, and mounting social and racial inequality reached a boiling point in 1967, when civil unrest was met with military force. Thousands of federal troops were sent into Detroit, some stationed right in Tyree's neighborhood. And it continued to change in the aftermath. Residents began to leave in droves. As an adult, Tyree joined the army for a few years, then came back to work in the auto industry in the 70s. And when he returned to Heidelberg Street, some houses stood empty. Others had been reduced to vacant lots. Tyree had started art school nearby, at the College for Creative Studies, and spent a lot of time painting in his grandpa's basement in the house on Heidelberg Street.
1: Grandpa Sam Mackey. He was my best friend. It's because of him, I became an artist. He he believed in me. He was a commercial painter. And he told me to paint and to not be afraid of criticism. He was in his eighties and we came together and it was a perfect marriage. And we started creating the Heidelberg Project, something whimsical.
2: They started with an abandoned house, painting it and stringing up discarded items, from tires to street signs to pieces of furniture. They created a whole universe out of stuff that had been left behind. And the universe kept expanding. Another house became an installation of abandoned dolls, some peering through the windows, others missing limbs. They created all sorts of sculptures each one telling a story. In 1986, Grandpa Sam, Tyree, and his wife at the time decided to give all this work a name. The Heidelberg Project. And pretty soon it was curling around the block. Clocks and dots and paint creeping farther and farther down the street. More people started coming to see it. But as it drew more attention... It also drew opposition, from some neighbors who didn't like the parade of onlookers, and politicians. In 1991, the city bulldozed three of the house installations, hauling years of art to the dump. And the following year, Grandpa Sam Mackey passed away. But Tyree kept creating, and people kept coming to check it out. Folks like Janine Whitfield.
0: When I met Tyree Guyton, it was two years after the demolition, and his beloved grandfather had passed. So it was a real down time.
2: The first time they met back in 1993, Janine and Tyree didn't exactly hit it off.
0: And I get out in the middle of this what looks like this wild place, and I've got on business attire, so I'm in a suit and high heel shoes, and he was kind of gruff and kind of. I thought arrogant and he was in these green army fatigues and I didn't learn much. I wasn't completely or in any way taken by Tyree Guyton, but he really pissed me off because he asked me a question that I couldn't answer. And that question was, how was I giving back to my community? And I have to tell you, when I left that street that day, I was just, you know, I was going back over my life and I thought, What does he mean? How am I giving back? I've got a job. I paid my taxes, blah, blah, blah. And it bothered me. And the funny thing is, is that I went back the next day, which would have been a Saturday, and we continued to talk.
2: And then she kept coming back.
0: And uh, boy, when I tell you I started a journey, I truly did. And so I have been now on this, this, this ride, if you will, with Tyree Guyton for
2: 27 years. The banking professional who'd accidentally turned down Heidelberg Street is now the president and CEO of the Heidelberg Project. Back when she first got involved, Janine started with community outreach.
0: Probably in about 95, we started to move on this track where I tried to educate the community and get more politicians behind what this man was doing. And he was working more on fine-tuning aspects of the project to make it more palatable, if you will. And in 1999, we had done a documentary. And that documentary was purchased by HBO. And
2: that became a real turning point. The Heidelberg Project had a bigger fan base, especially outside of Detroit. But city officials were digging in their heels. In 1999, three more house installations were bulldozed by the city. We
0: never could rest on any laurels. No matter what we accomplished, no matter what we did, we were always still fighting for the survival of the Heidelberg Project.
2: Throughout the early 2000s, the Heidelberg Project racked up all kinds of awards, locally and across the country. And Tyree was creating and exhibiting work internationally and was selected for a year-long residency in Basel, Switzerland. But even then, after a wildly successful decade, they faced another setback. Starting in two thousand thirteen, there was a series of fires. But we began this noon with an update on that fire at the Heidelberg project. Police are treating it as suspicious, and here's what And
0: one fire led to... to Uh, 12, over almost a two-year period. We have always been in these very extreme dichotomies in the development of the Heidelberg Project. And in a way, as I look back now, that made the ride, the journey, extremely exciting.
2: Even after 12 fires swallowed so much of the art on the street, Janine not only kept the organization afloat, but kept it growing. And Tyree created second iterations of sculptures and kept adding new artwork. And people kept coming. Hundreds of thousands of people were visiting from across the globe. And Tyree was there on Heidelberg Street to meet them.
1: See this notebook? These are some of my conversations. Last year, right before the pandemic, I had these two young kids. And the nine-year-old kid got into an argument with me about the two plus two equals four. And I told him, no, it equals eight. So him and I got into this conversation. I love arguing with kids. (laughs) All kinds of conversations. All kinds of people from all over the world.
0: You know, uh, it's magic. And what I mean by that is that people would visit that street. And a year later, they're part of our staff.
2: Eventually, Janine built up a whole team. Six women who are now at the helm of the Heidelberg Project.
0: Tyree's mother raised 10 children without a man in the house. You know, he always allowed his grandmother to keep his money for him. And he knew he'd always have some money. Um, so I kind of think that in some ways that the artist was smart enough to see that there were parts of his organization that women would probably be better at.
2: And what they're working on goes way beyond the art that lines the road. The
0: programs of the Heidelberg Project are the Heidelberg Arts and Leadership Academy, which we work with K-12 schools.
2: The Academy has worked with over 300 students in schools in the area, offering classes like Art in Motion and Podcasting 101.
0: Hello, everyone. And I am your host, Malia Reed. And Ashley Williams. And this is Knowing the Unknown.
2: There are all these new young voices at the Heidelberg Project, creating art, building community, asking questions. Can you describe your work with Black teens around police brutality?
0: Uh, my main work is.
2: As the Heidelberg project ready. turned 30, Tyree announced he would start taking it apart, disassembling it, scaling back the installations, moving some sculptures into museums, making space for a new era.
1: So it's like music. When I hear music, like John Coltrane, Miles Davis made this song many years ago So What? You hear the music, it makes you dance. And that's what's happening over on Heidelberg Street as I'm taking it apart. It's telling me what to do. I trust what I hear.
2: And as he started taking it down, it became, in a way, even bigger.
0: As it's becoming less of Tyree, it's becoming more of the community. We're incorporating permaculture design. We have invited other artists to participate. It's now becoming the fabric Of that community.
2: And beyond the community, the concept of the Heidelberg Project has also become a trademarked practice, a philosophy in its own right. Heidelbergology.
0: Heidelbergology, let me give you the definition for that the study of discarded materials incorporated into the fabric and structure of an urban community and the effects on that
2: community. Sister sites inspired by the artwork in Detroit have cropped up in different parts of the world. Like in Karachi, Pakistan, where a group of artists transformed an abandoned canteen into an interactive art installation, adorned with brightly colored kites and toys and slippers and other materials.
1: There is no end to the Heidelberg Project at this point. It's too deep. It's like a, it's like a great big tree. The roots are deep. I, I believe that if you, whatever you sent out into the world is going to come back. I also believe that if you do it from your heart, it's going to come back. I believe that if you treat people the way you wanna be treated in the world, it's gonna come back. So what time is it now? Do something great now, have some fun, shake it up, make it interesting. So what time is it? Two plus two equals eight.
2: Thank you so much to Janine Whitfield and Tyree Guyton for taking the time to tell this story. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Our production team includes Matthew Taub Annie Eubank Dylan Thuris Chris Naka Doug Baldinger Camille Stanley Sarah Wyman
0: Manolo Morales John Delore Peter Clowney
2: our technical director is
0: Casey Holford.
2: Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by
1: Luce Fleming.
2: I'm Abby Peralt. Thanks for joining me.
0: Witness Docs from Stitcher. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs, we hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women
2: Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen.